It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. This is the show where we take your calls and your questions and we open the Bible together. The number to dial is 303-690-3000. The best time to call, as you guys know, is earlier on in the show because the phone lines do tend to fill up during the course of the show, and it gets just a little bit harder to get on the air. So call me right now, 303-690-3000. While we wait for some phone calls to come in and to be processed, let's read today's devotional from Charles Spurgeon, who, along with David of the Bible, has become a good friend of mine over the last four years or so. And today's entry is entitled, Wait, I Say, on the Lord. And it's taken from Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And here is today's devotion. Charles Spurgeon, the name of the devotional is Besides Still Waters, is the book. Ready? Let's quote it. I have, to, I have this to say, if I should have, never preach again, If this might be the last discourse I should ever deliver in this world, I would wish to make this my final testimony. There is a joy in religion that I never dreamed of. He is a good master whom I have served. It is a blessed faith that he has given me, and it yields much blessed hope that I would not change my blessed estate for all the world calls good or great. If I had to die like a dog and there was no hereafter, I would still prefer to be a Christian or to be the humblest Christian minister, to being a king or an emperor. I am persuaded there are more delights in Christ, yes, more joy in one glimpse of his face than is to be found in all the praises of this harlot world, in all the delights that it can yield in its sunniest and brightest days. I am persuaded that what he has been unto now, he will be to the end, and where he has begun a good work, he will carry it on. Sinners, Christ's cross is a hope that we can die by. It can take us down to the grave without a fear. It can make us rejoice when we are in the swelling waters of Jordan. It can fill us with delight when we are bowed down with physical pain or nervous distress. There is that in Christ which can make us triumph over the gloomiest terrors of grim death and make us rejoice in the darkest of storms that can blacken the grave. Trust, trust in the Lord because both our testimony and And that of all his people is that he is worthy to be trusted. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. (laughs) So encouraging. 303-690-3000. If you'd like to text me, text me directly at 720-336-0897. I just returned from a... Pastors and Leaders Conference in Tucson, Arizona. It was the, It's called the Southwest Pastors and Leaders Conference, put on it by the Calvary Chapel there in Tucson, Arizona. Pastor Robert Furrow, 
uh, is the pastor there, and I had the privilege of teaching one of the sessions and being with the brothers and sisters from all around the Southwest, basically Arizona, New Mexico. There were brothers from Colorado there uh, and Utah, Mexico. Uh, it was it was a glorious time. I had a great time. I'm, I hope to share the study with you uh, on my social media here soon, as soon as they post them uh, on my website, edtaylor.org. Edtaylor.org is uh, my personal website. I'll be posting another Bible study that I taught at a conference earlier this year as well in Downey on the topic of unity. Uh, so you can find those kind of things at on my website, edtaylor.org, or anywhere on my social media. Additionally, I want to share a shout-out to my wife today. It's her birthday, so happy birthday, my beauty, Marie. Uh, We have been together for a long time and been through the fire together and uh, had some tremendously high times rejoicing in the Lord And we've also experienced some tremendously low times uh, together in the Lord and everything in between, all the things that girl has to put up with being married to me. Blessed to know her, but I'm not going to share her age. Sorry, not going to happen, but I am going to wish her happy birthday. So happy birthday, babe. And let's go to the phone lines. They're full now. Praise the Lord. We're going to move right on to line number one is Tammy from Lakewood, Colorado. Tammy, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. um, I had a a big day today and I was offered a a new position that in my company that I I was not expecting and I feel nervous and uh, unsure and a little scared and I know there'll be some people that are glad about it, but also people that won't be very happy about it. And I, I just want some prayer to give me encouragement and help me get through my, my nerves. Okay. I was thinking, you know, I, I was thinking of those days uh, in the, when I was working in the corporate world, you, you hit it on the head. There is, there is a whole group of people that are going to be so happy for you and relieved that you have that new role. And then there's going to be a very small few compared to the many. It's just going to be a few that aren't going to be happy. And I was reminded of this scripture in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, where it says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. And just that the Lord would give you that trust in the Lord, that he's the one that raises you up. He's the one that's opened the door for you. He's the one that has given you this position and that you're going to walk in his wisdom and just face, you know, everybody's, everybody's going to respond one way or another, but you're going to respond by rejoicing in the Lord and trusting that he's given you this position. Amen. Thank you. So let's pray. Yeah, good. And you, then you called the right place, didn't you? At the right time. That's so good. I was nervous. I, I listened all the time and, um, but this today was such a such a blessing that came out of nowhere. I was so shocked that they would consider me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's really a work in my life." Yeah, it's you know, I I I think that we uh, they they do a survey. They've done a survey, uh, and I I th- I think I'm remembering it correctly, but I might have it wrong just a little bit. But they say that um, pa- most pastors quit 
the ministry. They they just stopped pastoring because of just seven people. Seven people that are upset or disgruntled or sniping or gossiping. You know, they could have a church of 100 people, 500 people, 5,000 people, but it's always just a few that can pull a person down. And it's I think it's the same in the world. You know, we could... We could experience just great highs, and you know that you wanted this position. You know that you're qualified for it. You you know it's going to be challenging, but so was the position you have right now. It was challenging when you started it, uh, and then you got trained, and then you learn, and before you know it, you just got so good at it, and and now they're taking you to the next level. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said that if you're faithful with a little, he's going to make us ruler of many. And because you've been faithful with the position you have, now your bosses and the people in charge see that that you're the right person to take on this new challenge. And they're willing, you know, really, if you rem- if you think about it, they're willing to take a chance on you. Um, they know there's no guarantee that you're gonna do you're gonna be uh, perfect for this position. There's no guarantee, but with everything that they see and all that they know about you, um, that they think you're the one. And, and so, but they're willing to take a risk on you, just like you're willing to take a risk. And those people, the few people, oh, I wish I could have had it. And you're, you're just brown nosing or whatever dumb things they say. We're just not going to listen to them. We don't care. They're just upset and jealous. And if they would have worked harder than you, they probably would have got the position. Thank you. That's, thank you. That's nice. That's good. Okay. Well, let's pray. God, I pray for Tammy, and thank you, God. You brought, the, your word says that we're to rejoice uh, in all things. Our, and, and, and this one, we can rejoice for this as well. And I, I thank you for this promotion. And, and uh, obviously, the bosses, you know, her overseers see potential in her and, and see the, the fact that she can do this new position, this new responsibility, this new oversight. And for the few, you know, she works with all these people, but there'll just be a few that aren't happy or a little whispering in the coffee room or whatever, whatever, however it's going to manifest, Lord. We just pray that, that we would not have a fear of man, but instead, God, Tammy, and all of us, everyone listening in that has similar situations, that we wouldn't give attention always to the, to the few, but we'd have paid attention, Lord, to you and keep our eyes firmly fixed on you. Uh, and, and I pray you'd give blessing to Tammy in this new position, that, that you would honor Lord, her in her job, and that she would use this promotion uh, as another way to provide the, you know, provide a a bridge and an open door for the gospel of Jesus Christ to minister to one another and bless her, Lord, and encourage her, even in her feelings, Lord. She could hang up and then still have these feelings, but Lord, anytime they come up, we'll just lay them before you and trust you with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, call back in maybe, you know, two, three weeks and tell us how you like your new job. Will do. Okay. God bless you, sister. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. What an honor to be here. Uh, you're listening to Calvary Live both on Grace FM and recently added not a few weeks ago, Hope FM Network. So we're so grateful for you guys on the East Coast being able to be a part of our lives, calling in from Baltimore, calling in from Pennsylvania, Baltimore, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and also New Jersey. Uh, What an honor, what a privilege to be a part of your life. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. 
303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, we are live on the air. I just returned from Tucson, Arizona, uh, where I taught at the Regional Southwest Pastors and Leaders Conference. Uh, you know, probably 800, 1,000 people there gathered together uh, from within primarily uh, the Calvary Chap the Calvary Chapel family, but also um, Pastor Robert there has a great relationship with uh, all kinds of ministries and churches in the Southwest region. So there was uh, quite a few, uh, quite a few various denominations uh, represented, and it was just a joy to be a part of it. Such a wonderful time to to worship together and on top of that I got to to teach uh so that's a that's a that's always an honor to both be invited and uh to serve so I'm back and was back last night for our Wednesday night Bible study where we are emphasizing our missions month I think our church and I'm very pleased to be a part of a fellowship family that emphasizes missions all the time. Uh, but during the month of March, Pastor Aaron uh, has been serving alongside of us for a few years now, and it was his idea, and I'm so grateful for his, him and Pastor JJ bringing to us this emphasis, what we call Missions Month, where we change the building up a little bit. We hang 193 flags of the 193 countries represented around the world, we pray for missions. We pray for our missionaries, the ones that left from our church. We have missionaries in New Zealand. We have missionaries in Ukraine and Philippines. We have missionaries in um, Ireland. We have missionaries in Thailand. And and I'm probably missing some um, as I'm thinking about off the top of my head. And, and then we have uh, missionaries that we're ready to send out. And then we have missionary relationships that we're connected with from Watts, California, all the way to, man, uh, well, we have New Zealand from our church, but all around the world, South Africa, how's that? Um, we, we, we have support, we have missionaries we support in South Africa. Um, and, and so we just spend time this month emphasizing uh, our missionaries, getting people stirred up to support, to love. Uh, and, and I taught a Bible study last night, if you want to grab it, on the missionary heart of God. I also wrote a I also wrote a uh, an article on my blog today at taylor.org on our missionary God, if you want to check it out. Uh, so let's go to line number three is Jack calling from Denver. Jack, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Pastor, for taking my call. Uh, I love your You're show, welcome. first of all, and I thank God for you that uses you greatly for people like us listening over the radio to your show. It's absolutely amazing. God bless your ministry, and God bless you and your family as well. Thank you. Um, so my uh, question for you, uh, Mr. Taylor, was that uh, uh, we attend to, uh, uh, you know, a church, and uh, my wife is in her, uh, we'll say, uh, early 20s, um, and she comes from a different back background, you know, Christian. Uh, uh, not Christian Christian Church. Uh, I, I forgot the denomination, but she comes from a different okay. background of Christianity. And okay. when I met her, uh, well, okay, you know, but um, 
the church that we're going to now, that we are attending, uh, the pastor basically, on his preaching, first of all, he, he read a passage in the Bible, and he completely went off track, way off, like, way off. Okay. You know, like, like if you're going to talk about a car, you're going to stick with the car, you know, subject, but rather he jumped into, a, uh, you know, uh, a bicycle, for example. So, okay. anyway, um, the question is this. Uh, I felt, we both felt uh, sort of like embarrassed. You know, I'm on the whole, the whole congregation due to the fact that he... He made a comment, or he just basically, not a comment, but he just was in the preaching, he used the way that my wife exactly dresses. She is the only one, and when I mean that, I mean that. She was the only one, and she is the only one that dresses that way in that church that we attend. And he called out the actual... He pointed out what she's doing wrong, although not by okay. name, but everybody knew who he was referring to. And I, I felt so embarrassed and down, and immediately I hugged my wife, and I, you know, to show her love, to making sure that she doesn't take it. Uh, you know, the other way around and, and say, I don't want to come to this church anymore. But immediately, you know, I hugged her and I, I gave her, I showed her my love. Yes. But is it okay to call out someone in church when you know she, that one person is the only one that is exactly what you are saying? You know, I... Well, the, the way that you describe this situation, I, I would I would not... This, I would I would not agree with the way the pastor uh, handled it the way you describe it. Um, the pulpit of Jesus Christ is intended to be the place that the Bible is taught and explained, and that the Holy Spirit uses the pastor teacher uh, through through the teaching of the Word of God to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so, what you described does not. If that was our church. If if that happened in our fellowship, of one of our pastors did something like that, they would be in my office that night, and we would talk about uh, we would yeah. talk about it because maybe they were trying to make a point, maybe they were trying to do something, and it was just a, a simple mistake, or maybe it would be something that needs to be corrected and say, well, look, if you want to, because it sounds like so. So let me just I'm I'm guessing what you mean, okay? So. Let, let's, step, let's step away from the pulpit for a second because the way that that went down, it sounds like it's wrong. But to me, it sounds like is is it that your wife does not dress very modest? Does she dress in a way where, you know, she can draw attention to herself by her body or you know being young? Is she a, she's an attractive woman? So is she is she is that the kind of dress that we're talking about? And that's very good, and thank you for pointing it out. That's right there. And I know the Bible says, the Word of God says, you know, dress with modesty. So she's yes. been trying, and she is yes. trying. She is, yeah. Yeah, but I believe she, that. She used to wearing, you know, not, uh, I will say she's very modest in her dressing, yes. 
Yes. I, I okay. give her that. She doesn't wear, you know, all these uh, low-cut shirts or blouses. Yes. She doesn't. Uh, she doesn't wear um, no jewelry because she's not used to that, although she wears it once in a while, but not nothing really serious or too much. Her hair is okay. normal way down. Uh, sure. She wears a little bit of makeup for blemishes and, you know, because she's young. Right. Um, and also, yeah, she wears, she wears pants, but not, not as tight, tight pants. If okay, you well, explain, I, they a little well, it's okay. It, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. We don't we don't need to go through because really, really, your wife is not on trial. You know, your wife is a believer in Jesus Christ. She's learning different ways to present herself. Exactly. She's learning, so that's okay. And you don't have to defend her, and neither does she have to be defended. I was just wanting to. I just wanted to clarify because what what would be good is not only you because it sounds like she has a very uh, very special sensitive husband but also in our church if we saw something like this because we have a lot of new believers in our church too like they come from all kinds of background you know we have we have people that we have men and women that that maybe that's the only clothes that they own maybe that's the they don't know they don't know any different they don't even think it's that big a deal because they're so in love with Jesus and 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 so if if we had if we saw something like that in our congregation we would just ask one of the women to take care of it. We wouldn't do it from the pulpit. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, um, that would not be a healthy way. It's not a very kind way, the way that you described it. And, and so it's something that here's, here's the thing. You and your wife need to go to your pastor and tell him that what you heard on the pulpit that day would uh, hurt your wife and ask him, don't assume it. But ask him. Uh, maybe you can even play for him. You know, if you have the CD recording, or if they put it on the internet, and you could say, "Were you addressing my wife?" Because it was very embarrassing for her, because it sounded like. And we just want to make sure that we heard you correctly. I don't want to make any assumptions. And kind of what you did right now with the radio, do that with your pastor and give him a chance to answer, because he might yeah. just say, "I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that." I, I won't do it again and 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 you give your you know you give your pastor the benefit of the doubt to reconcile uh and to maybe he maybe he hears it from you and he goes oh that was such a big mistake I'll never I don't want to do that anymore or he might say something like are you crazy you can't tell me what to do I'm the pastor you know whatever and then and then the Lord's just saying you know what it's probably better to be in another church but before that you should probably talk to him um according to Matthew 18 and just verify you know, share with him how you felt, what it sounded like, and let it, give him a chance to answer. Yeah. Well, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate your advice. But, you know, it also, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer and a born-again Christian for yes. 28 years. And I also felt that the pastor was, like, so angry in his preaching, he took his uh, coat off because he, he got so heated because he was just more angry rather than uh, showing the ministry of the love of Christ towards everyone and he was more like in the flesh to me that's how I felt but uh, of course uh, I'm not in front of you know everybody you, like he you was you should talk to him 
you should talk to him, brother. You should have this conversation with him and 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 let him. You know, you should. It, it's time for you to go and speak with him because you're at a crossroads, and and your pastor needs to hear from you. If God is leading you out, your pastor needs to hear from you how, uh, what the situation is in your own okay. heart, so that maybe God will use you in His life to to reveal. But it really sounds like, according to the Word, that. You, you, like Matthew 18, should go talk with your pastor. Make an appointment. Uh, talk to him after a service uh, if needed. But however you do that, have the conversation with him so you give him a chance to answer what you see and what you feel. Okay. Well, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate your time and your advice. Thank you so much okay, for brother. your time. Okay, brother. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We are coming up on the halfway mark of the show. Why don't we, let's go ahead and pick up uh, line number two is Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bianca. How are you? I'm doing good. I was just wondering, because I was reading through Ezekiel 33, verses 2 through 9. I don't have my Braille Bible on me right now, but... Okay. But I didn't really get what exactly it means. I can't really be too specific because there's a lot of things in there I don't understand. And and I was wondering if you could help me get a better grasp on it. And... It's in the first six verses of Ezekiel 33, God is using the illustration of a watchman, one that yeah. is watching during times of war, that has a responsibility to to be a, a, a herald, you know, to, to warn the people if he sees the enemy coming. And <laughs> that would be an illustration everybody could, could understand, like, hey, in war, you know, around the walls of the city, there'd be somebody watching in a watchtower, and if they saw the sword coming and they said and they didn't say anything, uh, they would be held accountable for that because they'd probably die in war, and so would people die, and there'd be great disaster. And then in verse 7, in the rest of the chapter, uh, God tells Ezekiel, you're a watchman spiritually, just like that watchman practically, you're a watcher. He says in verse 7, I have made you a watchman. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. And that's that he uses that practical illustration to say, okay, Ezekiel, you're, you're like, just like in war, they have a watchman. In this spiritual war, you're my watchman, and I'm going to give you a word. And as much as I give you a word, you better share it, or you're going to die, and everyone else is going to die. That's basically so the, is that's that basically speaking it. to us then? By way of an example, I think that it definitely can be an application to us uh, in many different ways. Uh, that we have the gospel in our mouths, and we are a watchman on our in our society, and we are a watchman to our friends and family, and we hear from the Lord, and we're bound to share. And if we don't share, not only will the people we don't share with suffer, but so will we. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a little bit more sense, because at first, I, I don't know what confused <clears throat> me, but I guess, can you just pray really, really quickly so that the Lord will give me wisdom because I really feel that the Lord's calling me and I just need wisdom. 
Father, I pray for my dear sister, Bianca. I was so blessed to, to see her at the table last night with the Israel ministry and uh, just knowing what you're doing in her life, that you have trained. You, in the few short years we've known her, you're just transforming her, God. You're, you're doing a work inside of her that is really mer- mer- uh, remarkable. And I pray for this, this stirring as she's reading through uh, with her precious f- tips of her fingers, the truths of Ezekiel 33, and you're in- inspiring her to be the watchman on the wall. And, and Lord, give her wisdom. That's what she's asking for. That's what she needs. I pray for wisdom according to your word in her heart and her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, sister. Hey, this is Calvary Live. We're right up at the break. We'll be right back. This is Ed Taylor, Calvary Aurora, Hope FM, Grace FM. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm your host today as we take your calls and your questions. Just got back yesterday afternoon, just in time for service. I mean, I I got in about 10 minutes. I got into the building about 10 minutes before service started. What a joy to be able to come back. I spent a couple days in Tucson, Arizona, teaching at the Southwest Pastors and Leaders Conference, which was a joy. What a privilege. We love attending that that conference, but to teach there, man, what an added bonus and privilege. Uh, so grateful that the Lord would allow me to serve in that way, and I believe it went very well. I know the Lord, I was tag teaming actually, what many pastors were teaching, but I got to tag team with Pastor Gino Geraci from Calvary Chapel in South Denver. And he's taught in the morning session, and then I taught right after him, tag teaming. I think our studies went together so well. He handled Psalm 51 and the topic of repentance and reconciliation. Man, he handled it so well. I was so encouraged. I, I have seen a tremendous amount of pain through pastors' misunderstanding and believers' misunderstanding the need for repentance in order for reconciliation to be there and how difficult it is for forgiveness to be received or, or expressed or even experienced when the other party refuses to admit that they ever did anything wrong. And David in Psalm 51, he expresses not only did he do much wrong, and we would call that wrong sin, but he is repentant over it, and he admits it. And it's none of this, well, I'm so sorry that you feel so bad for things I never done. You know, what What a lame, it's such a lame way to handle things. It's such an immature response. And I realize that some of you listening in right now, you go, man, that sounds like me. He's calling me immature. Well, the reality is immaturity can be left behind through growing in grace, where we can leave the fundamental principles uh, uh, behind and start to grow in the in the meat of the word, the difficulty of the word, the a- the applications of you know that's what's difficult about the word of God is the obedience part. That's the meat to obey and to to really do what's needed. But so to tag team with Pastor uh, with Pastor Gino was always a, is always a blessing, and you know so much of Calvary Live. 
uh, is built upon our relationship with Gino years and years ago, uh, where Gino is the one that trained me and taught me how to do live radio. Uh, And I'll be forever grateful to him and the ministry of Calvary Chapel in South Denver uh, for, man, fruit in our ministry and fruit in our lives that that we could never we could never uh, really highlight and lay out and i'm sure you guys have people in your life that you're grateful for and, and pray for them and just thank god for them uh, gino is one of them and in my life so i'm thankful for him 303-690-3000 is the number let's pick up where we left off we have line number 1 is james calling from greeley colorado james welcome to the program uh good afternoon esther good afternoon i would I was calling because the subject is waiting on the Lord. Recently, I was released from a wind turbine manufacturer up here in northern Colorado. I won't mention the name, but they have a bad reputation with uh, hiring people and just cutting them off at the knees. That was a little over a month and a half ago, and with my uh, breaking my 401k, I was jobless for about three weeks and rent due and everything else. Found a job in uh, Boulder, which is an hour and 30-minute drive for me, just one way each day, and okay. well over 100 miles. But I'm back in doing what I love to do as a hobby, which is robotics, and money's going to be tight here for the next five months, but the provision is there. And then after completing the uh, probationary period, a substantial pay increase in the pay cut that I took from when I was with the turbine company to now, it's only been roughly a dollar and a half an hour. But then after probation. I'm sorry, did you hang up by accident? Oh, no. I just heard the beep and then we lost him. Oh, I hate that. Our cheeks. Oh, man. Uh, call us back. Uh, we got the background. Uh, we got the background of your of your call, so call us back. Uh, 303-690-3000. I don't want to assume. I see um, Frank process the call for me. I don't want to assume. I want to, I want uh, James to be able to finish his question. Uh, and so call me back, James. Uh, let's move on to line number three is Desiree calling from Thornton, Colorado. Desiree, welcome to the program. Hey, Desiree, are you with us? All right, 303-690-3000. We're going to move on to Keegan. Keegan in Aurora, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hey, Keegan, what's going on, buddy? Um, I'm doing good. You you sound a little down. Are you down today? Um, I might have fractured my hand yesterday. Oh, no. What happened? So- I was riding my two-wheel scooter or um, skateboard. Yeah. And and um, I fell down. I caught myself, and the skateboard went up in the air, and it came down and smashed the side of my hand. Oh man! Well, before we hang up, we'll definitely pray about that. Do you have another prayer request? Or is that why you're calling? That's why I'm calling. Well, man. How, did you go to the doctor and get it all set up? Um, no, it was yesterday. So you guys haven't been to the doctor yet? Uh, no. Okay, well, let's pray for you, and let's pray for that hand that it's not as bad as it feels. Okay. 
God, I pray for my friend Keegan and, and you know, just the, the pain he has to go through with this um, skateboard accident. And God, I pray for his parents to, to get him to the doctor quick, Lord, to check it out and make sure there's no fractures and no no hardships and no, um, you know, it, that it's that it's not it's not as bad inside as it feels in the pain, Lord. And I pray for Keegan. It could tell in his voice uh, that it's gone him down a little bit, bummed him out a little bit. And so I pray that you'd encourage him, and you'd even give him the courage to get right back on a skateboard and have fun with it, uh, and and face those things, Lord, that can can be discouraging and difficult. But but Lord, strengthen him to face uh, what what you've put into his life. Uh, that he might be able to overcome and learn that pattern of overcoming by your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome, Keegan. So, like, are you, are your parents going to take you to the doctor? Um, they're going to make an appointment. Okay, good, good, good. All right, perfect. Well, I hope they do it soon. Okay, thank you. Okay, man. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You guys on the East Coast, call us. We would love to hear from you. If you're in New Jersey, if you're in Baltimore, Maryland, in that area and all the suburbs there, if you are in Pennsylvania, you go to Calvary Chapel, uh, Philly with Pastor Joe or Pastor Bill in Marlton, and I'm not sure of the brother in Baltimore. I'll have to look it up, but I know I heard great things. Crazy things are happening in Baltimore, Maryland with Calvary. And you guys listening in, I want you to know crazy things are happening with, with Calvary's here in Colorado, man. God is outpour- a, a new, fresh outpouring of his Holy Spirit is falling upon men that are dedicated to teaching the word verse by verse and chapter by chapter. And, and of course, uh, you know, God's using um, that methodology of pastoring to train people, to develop people line by line, precept by precept. Uh, and resurrection services are coming up in our church and in your church, and we need to start praying. We're doing something in our church called Operation Andrew. We're praying for our family. We're praying for our friends. We're praying for our coworkers. Um, we are we are wanting to invite as many people. We've added services to make room for all the people that are going to come, so we can preach the gospel and lives will be changed forever and ever. So start praying and invite people right now to your resurrection services, uh, and that's coming up in just a couple weeks. Well, actually, a month, more like a month, but it feels like a couple weeks. Three oh three six nine oh three thousand. Let's go to line number two. Is Kathy calling from Loveland? Colorado. Kathy, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I listen to you guys all the time. Thank you for your ministry on the radio. You're welcome. What's going on? So sorry, you're you're really cutting out back uh, really bad. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna we're gonna put you on hold, and and then I'm gonna pray for you. Okay, are you listening? Can you hear on when we put you on hold? You'll be able to hear on the radio. Okay. All right, here we go. Lord, I pray for Kathy who just is at work right now and going through great pressure, and has the opportunity to call in real quick and ask for prayer. And so I I ask uh, in, on her behalf. Lord, I'm in a stronger place in my life right now than she is, so I'm going to rush into the throne room of grace where I could find help in time of need, 
I'm going to find mercy there. I'm going to find, um, and I just pray that that we're going to we're going to find more than the things of you, Lord. We're going to find you in the throne room of grace. You're there in a very real way. So I pray for my sister, strengthen her, help her, Lord, with the the difficulty of of her job, how she just feels like the oppression and people against her and how she feels isolated and alone. God, may you show yourself strong. She needs a job, and she needs the resources to take care of her home and to pay her bills. So, Lord, even today, right where she's at, would you pour out your Holy Spirit upon her, strengthen her, uh, and and strengthen the 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 weakness of uh, that she's feeling right now. That's what your Word says uh, to strengthen the weak knees, and and the. Scripture is Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. And and then it says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And, and so God, I pray for that in her life right now. And you'd strengthen our sister Kathy in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000. Uh, we're going to move on to Brian in line one. Brian from Fort Collins, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hey, Brian, welcome to the program. Oh, bummer. We lost Brian, but this is a good question. Uh, he has a translation question and then wants some study resources questions. So call back, Brian. I'd love to talk about translations uh, and the importance of picking the right one and avoiding some wrong ones. And study resources, that's right up my alley. All right, let's move on to line number three is Elisha. Elisha's calling from Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Oh, we got all these lines that are dropping. So give us a call. It's the, With that, the way it is now, that means every line is open. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. So I've got a brother that texts me. And... I got a brother that texts me and he texts me this question that, that he saw on his Facebook post. Uh, on his Facebook post, he, he, well, there was a picture of a men's gathering at a church and the, uh, the picture said, Jesus, if uh, Jesus would have drank uh, Coors Light, and it's a picture of a guy studying the Bible with bottles of Coors Light there and inviting you to come and drink beer with them and study the Bible for the church's men's ministry. And he says, how would you respond? And I said, well, I wouldn't respond. I, th- I just can't support something like that. I, I can't support, not- it's, to me, uh, it's nonsense. Um, it's, I, I know that there'll be guys, well, you know, Charles Spurgeon after service, he would get a cigar out and have a beer or Martin Luther down at, at the pub after a service in, in Germany. Yeah. Back in the 1500s, that's what they did. Yeah. Or Spurgeon in the 1800s and, and they were able to exercise that Liberty without stumbling, but we live in a different society now. Drunk driving rates weren't as high as they were back then. We didn't have marijuana that was legal where kids could smoke it and fry their brains and eat a brownie and jump off a bridge that Spurgeon didn't have kids blowing up high schools and and uh, you know they didn't talk to a brother like I did last night after service who was delivered from that and and I just think it's it's just not reflective of the heart of Jesus I, I don't 
I don't think, even though Jesus was known as a wine-bibber, he was known as a wine-bibber by the people he hung out with. He didn't have wine-bibber. He, he was at weddings where people were getting drunk. He, he was with the people. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem being with people that are struggling with alcohol. I don't have a problem with people being with people or being in places where, uh, you know, people could get drunk. You know, if I go to Chili's and and I'm I don't boycott Chili's because they have a bar there. I, I'm I'm open to to minister to people in that background. But the idea of the idea of guys, you know, having a men's ministry and you know, bring your beer, bring your own beer to our men's ministry. That, that I can't support that. I can't encourage it. I, I think it's dangerously close to um, going over the line and misrepresenting the heart and the intent of the Lord. I, I think it's it's I I think that that it is not thinking of the broader culture that we're in right now. The broader culture that we're in is a is a drunk culture, uh, and for some, I know some that have gone back to the bottle just because it's cool and it's the hipster thing to do, and and it's the theology, you know. I, I, it's 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 man people are dying because of alcohol and you know when it comes to alcohol i don't i didn't see a post uh of somebody saying come to our men's ministry we're going to rub poison ivy over all of our body that's stupid isn't it that sounds so stupid we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna take poison ivy and we're gonna chew the leaves so our tongues are jacked up and we're gonna rub it all over our bodies that's something we could do, but it's just not wise to do it. And like, I, I want to live a life and I teach our congregation, uh, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you can do something doesn't mean it's the right decision. That's, isn't that how we're raising our kids? Uh, aren't we raising our kids to, with, the, with the same thing of saying, hey, look, um, just because you can... You know, it's the dumb thing. We always say, uh, you know, if our kids get in trouble and we go, man, if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump off after them? And then, you know, to be smart, I look, our kids would go, of course, yeah, I would jump off a bridge. But it's not wise. And we're learning to walk in wisdom. And we've got to walk in wisdom in the world that we're in. So to have a men's ministry, bring your own beer kind of thing, Jesus would have drank Coors Light. How st- I'll just say it. I'll say what I'm feeling. I think it's stupid. And, and that's why I wouldn't respond. I mean, if I knew the person, if I knew the leader and we had a relationship and we could talk about it, I have no problem talking about it. Most likely we probably agree to disagree uh, and definitely want to, that's another lost art in our society. Uh, it seems like we can't just disagree now and agree to disagree. I'm finding more and more that when people disagree, they also want to tear down another brother. You know, well, I think we can do Jesus. Uh, I think we can have a men's ministry where Jesus would drink Coors Light. O- okay, I just can't support it. And then what they'll do is go, oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a new drinking ministry, and then we're gonna tear down the church that we used to go to, or we're gonna tear down the pastor that doesn't agree with us. That's just not. I don't know, man. I I think we we need to learn how to. We need to learn how to. <clears throat> um, we. I, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I know what the Bible says. Okay, so even the biblical argument, uh, I know what the Bible says. The Bible does not forbid the drinking of alcohol. I know what the Bible says. And that many people are able to ex- exercise this freedom in the privacy of their own home or at a dinner, 
with friends, to have one drink of wine or one drink of alcohol without sin. Um, so don't misunderstand me. I know very clearly what the Bible says. I do know that the Bible forbids drunkenness. And and so the the reality is, is that you'll never get drunk and you'll never lead someone else to get drunk in your own personal life if you don't take the first drink. Uh, and so I just think, I thought it was, you know, the post, I don't know the church, I don't know the leadership there, but I, I thought it was dumb. I just, why, we, why, why, why can't we, I don't know, man. So I know my brother's listening in because he texted me the question and um, I just like, I, I think that that passage I just read, um, you know, make straight your path for your feet. So what's lame will not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness. It says to pursue peace with all people and holiness. And I'm not defining holiness of never taking a drink. I'm defining holiness of making sure that I'm thinking of others more highly than myself. And and I asked a sister, I have full permission to share this. I won't share who it is, um, but even though I have permission to share um, who it is. But I I got this email. It's a family in our church uh, that um, emailed me back in 2015 and and here's the email. This is this. Th- listen to this email, okay? And I have the privi- I have the option. I have their personal permission to share this. Hi, Pastor. Uh, thank you for t- talking with me and my wife in between services two Sundays ago. I have been trying to get sober for years. I'm reaching out for help. You said that you were going to pray for me that day, and I appreciate that. And check this out. My wife is typing this out tonight as I have been drinking. And the backstory of this family is this is the, this this man and his wife precious family in our church have been struggling with sobriety and drinking for the entirety of their marriage. And they stumbled into our church looking for help from the Lord, power of the Holy Spirit. And in my life I want a family like this to to see me and as an opportunity as hope that God can sober up a person. And for 26 years I've been sober. Not not just sober, but not drinking at all, even though I have the liberty to do that. And I don't think I would get drunk again like before. I think I have the liberty. I think I could if I was at a dinner uh, party and somebody served me wine. I think I could have that and not get drunk. But I don't want it. And I would kindly tell the... I would kindly tell the host, thank you for being so gracious and serving me a, a glass of wine, but I prefer not to drink it. Do you have something else? And give it to someone else at the table. Uh, I, don't, I don't want it. Well, why? Why don't? Because this, this isn't, I mean, I could, it's an op- opportunity to share the gospel with somebody. And then I could be, if people are drinking wine at the table, I have no problem with that. That's between them and the Lord. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, but for me, I'd rather have water or juice or something because of this brother. And I, this brother is sober. He has been sober for almost three, two years now. Uh, his wife doesn't have to type emails for him anymore. And um, and our men's ministry is is not going to be popping out Coors Light. He he. Our men's ministry is a safe place for him. Our prayer meetings are a safe place for him. Our our addiction recovery meetings are a safe place. And that's just the way it is. And it's our culture. 
We can't compare our culture to last to 10 years ago or 30 years ago. We can't comp- compare our culture to other pastors, uh, other countries. We It's just, let's just make a decision and go to heaven um, trying to pursue holiness in our lives and pursue trying to reach the most amount of people, not have our own little things where we're trying to reach, we're just writing off segments of, of people because, you know, we're going to minister to them and we're popping a beer with them. It's better not to. I don't want to stumble a brother. I really don't want to stumble a brother uh, at all. And you make decisions and I make decisions all the time that just because we can, we don't do it. And I know I use the illustration of poison ivy all over your body, but let's be serious. You don't do that. You don't take a baseball bat and pop yourself over the head. You could do that. Um, you know, you don't run in the middle of the street, but you could do that. I mean, I can think of a million things that are not illegal and the Bible doesn't say they're sin, but you still don't do them because you walk in wisdom. Uh, and some just have an effect on other people's lives. And uh, anyway, I hope that answers. That's a deeper answer than I gave you, brother, by email. But I wouldn't I wouldn't respond to it. I mean, there's so much junk on Facebook. I don't even look anymore. Um I don't even look anymore. I don't want any, I, 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 anyway, 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's grab another call. I know it's been a little time on that texting, but where are we? We are, uh, looks like, let's go to line number three is Dora calling from Yaden, Pennsylvania. Dora, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much. You all do such a wonderful job with the questions that you are taking and the responses you're giving. I think it's all biblical-based, and that's really, really helpful to us. Well, thank Um, you. I'm responding to the lady who called a few calls ago about depression, and she's about to get married, and she's having that struggle with her fiancé. Okay. Well, I'm suffering from depression, and as you rightly put, there are different types of depression, and, and I'm going through what you call situational depression. Yes, and um, it doesn't matter what the label is. It is depression. It's it's a very debilitating illness, and um, she it has is. to pray a lot. That's all I can say to her: pray a whole lot, and yes. um, don't let her husband or her fiance put that guilt trip on her. These things are these things. People say it's about the devil and all that stuff. But I think there's so much the human body can withstand without the help of God. Yes. And the only way that we, I am able to survive this is through constant. Even when I'm going down in those dark places, I'm saying, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Because I don't have the energy to pray as I would normally do. And Jesus does help me. Just saying, Jesus Christ, help me. Yes. I go down, but he's able to pull me up, and I can yes, feel. Yes, he is. And it's Amen. a constant prayer life. She has to surround herself with people who can appreciate her and understand and not condemn her for it. And reassure or reaffirming herself that she is a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a daughter of the prince. And just yes. convince herself that she's going to come out of it. Pray and just visualize, create visual images that Jesus is just holding her hand and pulling her out and leading mm-hmm. her through. That's the way I, I survive because it's really bad. It's a bad disease. Yeah. It's a bad yeah. disease. And although mine is situational, it, it doesn't matter. It has the same impact. The same impact on your mind and your body. So I just yes, want I agree. to stay encouraged, but encouraged in the Lord because that's the yes. only, only way. 
she's going to come out and she can be healed. Because I know Amen. I am being healed as I talk. But the more I talk about <laughs> it, the better I feel, the stronger I feel. So the she Holy has Spirit's faithful. People who are, who are in Christ, who can understand who yes. she is and appreciate her as a human being. Not somebody yes. with depression, Amen. just a human being. And I she agree. has to see herself as a child of God. And um, slowly but surely, just affirm it in her spirit daily, daily affirm it in her that I'll be all right, that God loves me, Jesus loves me, I will be all right. And that is all I can say to her, because that is what I do. That is the way I, I see. I go to psychotherapists, and I tell my psychotherapist, I thank you for all you do, all you, you've advised me to do, but I am the one Only who God has can to heal. take this thing in Jesus. Nobody Amen. else but I... Jesus. All right, we're coming up on the end of the show, Yaden, so thank you for your encouraging words. God bless you, sister. Thank you. God bless you too, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And it's true, the Lord can encourage you. I just That was the topic of my message uh, in Tucson. So when it gets posted, I'll post it on my website, edtaylor.org. And it was called Seasons of Discouragement, and I spoke directly to these issues that the Lord is the healer, he's the strength, uh, but it's normal. Uh, for us to have down times. If you're having a downtime, it's not abnormal. And of course, if you're somebody's oppressing you and pushing you down, it makes it even hard. So we pray for you and we love you. We love you and we want you to stay close to Jesus. Um, all these little secondary things are inconsequential to the to your abiding relationship with the Lord. God bless you guys. Thank you for the privilege of allowing me to be a small part of your life. Be in church this weekend. Would you come on to Calvary Aurora? CalvaryAurora.org for more info. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.